When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey guys, Adam Ray. Welcome back to About Last Night. Thanks for listening. Subscribe on YouTube and iTunes. Tell your friends, tell your family, tell your lovers and your exes and your enemies. Uh, brand new episode today with Jamie Presley from Joe Dirt. Mom, welcome to Flatch. My name is Earl, which you won an Emmy for. Uh, I play her douchey ex-husband on Welcome to Flatch uh, right now, and that's how we met, and she's the shit. She came to L.A. and uh, and knocked this one out, and uh, it's a great up. I mean, her start in L.A., it's pretty bonkers. Uh, 90s Hollywood, she breaks it down. Getting her role on My Name is Earl, that whole experience. Uh, raising three boys, uh, growing up in North Carolina, her funny, goofy-ass family, and uh, and her role as Barb Flatch on Welcome to Flatch. We cover it all, as well as going through Joe Dirt, Not Another Teen Movie, Can't Hardly Wait, all the good shit. Follow her uh, on Instagram at JB Presley. Follow me at Adam Ray Comedy, at ALN Podcast on Instagram and Twitter. And uh, tour dates galore. 2023 is filling up. Go to AdamRayComedy.com for all those tour dates. Got some left over in 2022. Portland, Vegas, Seattle. And then a run of shows with Sal Volcano in NorCal, in Sacramento, San Jose, and uh, Santa Rosa. All at AdamRayComedy.com or SalVolcano.com. I think those dates are December 16th, 17th, and 18th. Of course, Young Rock is on Fridays on NBC at 8.30, 7.30 Central. Check that out. Welcome to Chippendales premieres tomorrow on Hulu. Check it out. Uh, I play the house MC. I'm on roller skates, so get out the lube and enjoy yourself. Um, it's a great show. From the creator of Pam and Tommy, Rob Siegel, and a stellar cast with Murray Bartlett, Camille Nanjiani, Juliette Lewis, and my goofy ass on skates. Check it out. Hulu tomorrow, November 22nd. Make sure you are subscribed on YouTube and iTunes and Spotify so you can get clips and eps every week. Jason Biggs is on next week uh, and a whole uh, other roster of bangers coming up before we close out the holidays with the best of ALN 2022. Um, hope you guys are doing well. Have a great week. Enjoy your Thanksgiving and enjoy the special episode with Jamie Presley. Hey, it's Herbert. Mm-hmm. And you're listening to the About Last Night podcast, you slippery little son of a bitch. Welcome back to the show with a living legend here. That is the biggest crack of shit I've ever Hug that heard. mic. Hug that Sorry. mic when you curse. Sorry. <laughs> okay, that is the biggest crack of shit I've ever heard. <laughs> uh, I mean, yeah, it's really not, but um, uh, when I told uh, quite a few of my uh, buds that uh, you're going to be on the show, um, a lot of them uh, were like, holy shit, how the fuck do you know her? And then uh, a lot were we played, like- We had played ex-husband and wife. Yeah, exactly. Um, that was a blast, by the way. That you know, was fun. What was cool about that is I know you know you, your uh, your body of work is uh, extensive and awesome. And thank you. And I'm sure, I think you even said I, I, I don't know drinks were flowing that night post uh, shoot, but you were um, 
you always struck me as someone that's like, I feel like if you work as much as you have, you can't be a piece of shit, right? I mean, I don't know. We all probably know people that are that continue to get jobs and you're like, but there's still stories that like percolate, but right. like, but you have done so much dope stuff and then I get to kick it with you. And I'm like, oh yeah, duh. Like you got both things going on as far as being like a fun hang and then like you're a total pro. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, when I'm on set, it's one of my favorite places to be. Really? Yeah, it is. I love crew. I love my crew and I love acting. Yeah, so you're like mixing up with everybody and I'm like, oh, that's. But I also love, um, you know, what was fun. Like I started to get bored, honestly, not from this show, but I started to get bored previously. And so when I was in North Carolina um, at my house in Atlanta Beach with the boys over the summer, the week before we were leaving to go back um, or come back here to L.A., um, I got a call from my team in LA saying that I'd been offered the job on uh, for the second season um, for new lead on Welcome to Flat. And I'd never heard of it or seen it. Yeah. And so they said, watch it. And I said, great. And they said, it films in Wilmington, North Carolina. And I was like, wait, <laughs> hold on. <laughs> Say what? Yeah, I was yeah. so excited. I was like. Hey, you said never shot anything the, that close to home. Well, I, never. I shot uh, briefly in Georgia like a year ago for something, for a film. But I've never, ever been able to shoot 30 years. I've never shot in North Carolina. And so I was really excited about being able to do that. And it's not something that I would have ever considered, um, except that now my kids are older. Yeah. Or old, my oldest son um, is 15. He loved it. We watched the show together. Um, and He was all about it. We yeah we I won I walked in and I'm like turn on Hulu turn on this show we watched the first season. Um, he was like this is like the it's like the shot like the Office yeah. and I said yeah and he goes well Office is one of his favorite shows on the planet yes. so I mean it's everybody so yes. he was like you have to do it I go but it shoots in here in North Carolina he's like okay and I'm like but you understand that means I'm gonna have to go I'll fly back and forth he goes that's fine. 15-year-olds don't want to hang out with her mom. <laughs> I was just going to say, he why is like, he so supportive? Like, go. Yeah. Um, oh, oh, my God. No, but he also knew that, you know. A cool opportunity. Cool opportunity. And mom's got to work. I'm the sole provider for all three of my boys. So, Holy shit. You know what I mean? So I have to work. And Shout out to um, you. My mom did the single mom thing, too. Um, so, you know, the twins' dad is a great dad. Um, but I'm still the sole provider. Yep. You know, and I've always been the sole provider for Desi. Um, and was a single mom to him, you know, his whole life. So um, it, it, it's not something that I, you know, so I had to turn down a lot of work actually and opportunities um, to make this one along go. the way yeah. while Desi was little because I never wanted to take him, once he started school, I never wanted to take him away from his sense of normalcy yeah. or his friends or his, you know, because the thing that's not fair is when you take kids out of school to go, do a project and they come with you and they spend their time in a school with kids they don't know and a nanny because you're on set all the time. Yeah. That's not fair, right? And um, Especially if your nanny is not fun, right? If you're sitting around being like, hey, you want to do a Sudoku? And she's like, hey, man, I'm playing slots. Right. I'll see you in two days. Yeah. Like, I mean, Fuck. so, you know, I, I don't have... There's a mom guilt that I I can't, I would never be able to get rid of totally, and I couldn't do that to him. And he didn't have. It's not like he had a sibling. Yeah, 
you know, that was in the house. It's just him. Oh, fuck. Right? So I would never, I couldn't do that. Um, and I was very fortunate that I got to do, you know, I was still on Earl when I had him. And then after that, I did a series called Jennifer Falls. Yep. It was just one season. And after that, I was fortunate enough to get Mom. Um, and I did that for, I came on to the second season of that one also. Yeah, that went eight? It was eight seasons, so <laughs> seven for me. So I was very fortunate to be fuck? able to do that. And it was multicam. Um which, you know, in this business is like the nine to five or it's the it's the, it, the ultimate it, job. It's the ultimate job if you get on a good one, right? And it was a Chuck Lorre show. Come and on. he's the only one right now that seems to know how to do multi. He's I, one of the only. I think there might be two people that can do it. But I feel like if you're on any Chuck Lorre show for longer than four seasons and you're a lead like you were, then you can afford multiple hot tubs. Safe to say? Yes. Um <laughs> yes. But also I so there that gig, was, the timing of that was perfect. It was so perfect. Yeah. Um, and, you know, like I said, then, then I, I, you know, I didn't work for like, God, I don't know, 17, 18 months. And it was- Did you get antsy? God, who doesn't? Yeah. We don't know how to sit still like that. Well, that's and, what's so crazy about, especially like, again, like you, you, I feel like you've just always worked. So it's like, I, I'm always baffled by people when you're like, yeah, you don't know when the next thing's coming. I'm like, why would the next thing not be coming- for you but i guess it's like there is just there's a lot of people there's a lot of jobs there's all sorts of factors that play into like why something's going to happen like you said the things you turned down to a lot do of other things, things have and, been they're, they're not shooting here now right and so i i couldn't really take any of those opportunities wow and honestly i prefer television over film i started out in film and i you know i did lots of them but yeah. i really love the fast pace of television cool i like being able to tell a story every five to eight days yeah right and complete it and be able to move on and if you do it right it looks it's like shooting a film like earl my name is earl was like shooting a film every five days the quality of it oh my it god was single camera right but we lived on set you know like you do when you in a film was that it's a just, quick i got to live here in la so i got to be with my kid oh my god you know what i mean were those hours pretty because it was brutal yeah Brutal. We I was going to say going from that to mom must have been a dream, but also like- It was a You're dream. leaving it, but also like an iconic show, cast, like I'm, I'm assuming you guys, that was- It was heartbreaking. Family. We were all heartbroken <sighs> because it was one of those things where, you know, we were for sure going to go a fifth season. We had every season gotten, um, you know, extra orders. Instead of 22 episodes, we'd do 25 or 28 Holy or whatever, shit. right? It just doesn't happen anymore. No, it doesn't. And um, so it was kind of like- you know, when we thought we were coming back and this, you know, we had that in 08, that strike that we were all out for like five months. We had to shut down, whatever yeah. it was. Then we came back. And then right when we think we're, you know, coming back, I was literally walking on a plane because um, we had just gone on hiatus. Um, I was walking on a plane and Greg Garcia, the creator, calls me. I was just going on a vacation and calls me and says, hey, um, they just called me. It was the upfronts in New York happening. And he goes, they just called me. We're not coming back. I'm like, huh? There was no way that was going to happen. There They're was like, but Veronica's closet's getting its own movie. You're like, <laughs> the fuck? What? What is happening? What are you talking about? <laughs> um, it was crazy. Damn. It is was... that, is, I mean, again, like going back to just like not knowing when the next gig is coming, but also being, there's that, the feeling of like, fuck, it's this sucks. It's the heartbreak. heartbreak. Cause the family. It's a family that literally you, I, it was the greatest time of my life. It was. 
I'm oh glad you said God. that because watching it was the greatest time. It was in my the greatest life. time of my life. It was literally like my favorite people on earth that I got to work with and go to work with every day. Jason Lee, Ethan Suplee, yeah, Eddie legends. Steeples, but just Greg Garcia, the creator in general, was one set of the, the tone. He set the tone, and he's you know he's from the East Coast. He's hilarious. There was never a he never he doesn't get angry. He doesn't yell. He there's nothing that can't be fixed. Mm. Every script was so damn funny. You didn't want to change anything. Wow. You didn't. There was never like you would. La- we laughed our asses off the second that we'd get him. And we do like table reads at lunch. Yeah, yeah. And it was, good lord. And you know, I don't know that we could ever make that show today because we got away with murder. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. The thing is, though, it had so much heart. Yep. Also, you guys were, t- I mean, the characters were so grounded and believable. And then the circumstances were, um, yeah, I don't know. It was just, it was flawless in my opinion. I was just, I couldn't believe like every uh, every week I'd watch and just be like, man, new storylines, like different jokes, like every- characters are growing. like and, and all the people that we would have on, even our background artists were incredible in the Crab Shack. Like we had some of the most incredible people yeah. that were a part of it. And- it you know you would you could watch it and go oh my god I can't believe they just put that on television what yeah. did they say it? and it was basically kind of throwing in you know your face what society does like the the norms they put out there yeah. the like there was one called circus freaks I believe or it was something like that and it was about you know how they you know these this group of um, people who work in a circus. You know, the bearded lady yes. and the guy with the horn on his nose. So and I the, got my start, yeah. All that stuff. <laughs> um, they all live in this one little community. Yeah. And it, it, so he had um, on his list, Earl had a he, one of the things he was wrongs he was going to write had to do with, um, I think it was the bearded lady. Mm. And when they found out where she lived, it was this, you know, they did this thing where they, you know, they realized they were trying to take them out in, into the real world. And, yeah. and and then they realized they ran and they were like, no, this is, we don't want to. We like doing this. Yeah. You know, we like, but it we're was comfy a, in our surroundings. Right. But then at the end, they all end up out in the world and out and, you know, realizing that they should be um, thankful for their gifts. Mm. And they're, you know, it's like a saying that I, I've always loved, which is, I don't want to be as good as you. I don't want to be better than you. I want to be different from you because that's what makes me stand out. Whoa. So it was kind of like that was the the message yeah. in the end, yeah. right? There's always this great message yeah. in the end. Amidst the yeah, amidst all the the hilarity like mm-hmm. that. It's cool. I mean, those are the best shows There's where so you so much can... heart. Well, what makes you want to watch a show every week and come back to see it is endearing char- people that uh, characters that you're uh, that are endearing that have heart and you care about makes you care about them so you totally. want to see what happens it's why people watch this show i cry every other episode when i, <laughs> I talk about seeing forrest gump on tbs for the third time and i, I go i cried forrest gump every time do you really yeah who does i love well soulless people when Haley really? joel osmond walks in and tom hanks is like who's that and, mm-hmm. and she's like his name's forrest and his mind being booked up, but that's my name. Fuck, I think that's when he won the Oscar. I don't know, then when he asked, but is he smart or is he? Yeah. I was like, fuck, dude, please say he's the smartest kid in the world. And he and she was like, yeah, he's the like, top of his class. He, he it makes everybody laugh. He does that thing where you put your finger through your zipper to pretend to wiener. Everybody laughs. Like, I'm paraphrasing. She didn't say that, but she said this kid is like a star. <laughs> and Forrest was like, I can't believe it. Tears. Rips your heart out. Rips your heart out. Agreed. Are you a big crier in movies in general? Oh, I'm Are you like sentiment- Dumb and Dumber bank commercials? 
like, yeah, like I, you know, do you remember the, <clears throat> how old are you? 40. Okay. So do you remember the commercial? I think they played it By the way, didn't even for... bat an eye. She was like, thought you were older. But yeah. No, I didn't. No, I'm 45. <laughs> I'm older. Killing so I, I just thought that regimen? you would. Fuck. Oh. <laughs> Thank you. But I, there was a, there was a Ronald McDonald commercial that would always come on at Christmas when I was a kid. And it was him this um there were kids out on this you know ice skating out on this frozen lake yep and one of them gets left behind because he can't skate and so ronald mcdonald goes over and gets him and starts skating with him and pulls him into the group i cried every time as a kid Fuck. i got to see it years and years later people were playing like some of the like old classic yeah during the holidays yeah yeah the old classic um commercials i saw it cried again i'm sentimental I'm not somebody who cries. Is it clowns doing good deeds that really tugs at your heartstrings? It's like, <laughs> no. <laughs> Is it the fact it's that he the, gave him a double-double? Yeah. For me, it's kids. Yeah. You know, that's the thing that gets me. Yeah. I, also, I, the ki- yeah, the kid left behind. By the way, everyone, whether you were or like every kid has experienced, I think, being left out at some point, right? Oh, God, yeah. I just think that's a part of being a kid is like no kid right out of the gate was you know, Danny Zuko and Well you know, and kids are mean. So mean. And you get teased. Oh, I was bullied so For what? bad. Oh my God. Well fucking what flaws did you have? Oh God. I think the flaws are in the ones that bully, but um I have so many. But I think flaws are beautiful. Yes. You know what I mean? Totally. Um I would hate to be perfect. God, living up to something like that. Fuck what a that. standard. That's not only is it boring. No thanks. Imagine being Mario Lopez every day and having to live behind those beautiful dimples. Well, but the way you look doesn't necessarily <laughs> no, no, mean everything yes. else no, no, is perfect. Uh, what did you? That one. <laughs> <laughs> what did you? Hilarious. We'll do a separate pod. Um, <laughs> wait. So I got teased. I was a big kid. So all the fat jokes you could muster. That's why immediately with my fat kid brain, when you went to Ronald skated over because the kid couldn't fall. Like Amelia, I was just like, it was probably me. It was a fat kid. And Ronald was skating up to be like, it's okay. And then he knew the kid was going to be comforted by food. So Ronald pulls him over and goes, you don't have to skate today, but you could supersize your Happy Meal. And then my fat kid brain, I was like, he probably gave him a cheeseburger and that's what got him to stop crying. But um, no, but I think, I think, it's- but it made me who I am. Like comedy is now, like I truly started to fire back and then make jokes, be self-deprecating, fire back. And then it was like, and look what I do. Yeah, comedy. Yeah. So you know, I was like underdog. I dressed, you know, I was a prissy tomboy. So you know, when I great character name. When I was really little, my mom would braid my hair, curl my hair, and put the bows in it and the dress on. I would sneak shorts on underneath so that I could play, you know, climb trees and play war with the boys and all that kind of stuff right so i was this like walking contradiction of myself which i still am it's a great movie so you were going out as one thing and then it was almost like you'd strip away the dress but then i would also you know dress as a boy yeah i would dress like a dude um i had an old you know i have an older brother who's 10 years older than me so and i looked up to him and so i love dressing like a dude yeah and then i stopped and then i was dressing like a girl and then i you know I just was I didn't really care what the norms were but you know when you live in the in the south there's it's kind of like there's this formula to everything it's kind of like the formula of you go to school go to high school then you go to college you meet the person you're going to marry in college then you get out you marry them and the first 2 years you have a child and then you you know what I mean it's like that's that, real 
that's real. And, you know, I don't know that it's so much as like so. I don't know that they put so much pressure on that now, but the pressure's still real. It's still there. 1,000%. Do you know what I mean? Is that strictly a Southern thing? Like well, I just, just no, I don't know because I was you only meet the right raised. man. You have some babies. You have some more babies. Those babies have babies. Next thing you know, all your babies are hanging out. Right. But at, you know what the thing is? Is that I do believe that there is, you know, that culture is still very live and well. Yeah. Um. But there's the new generation that's also more independent yes. and thinks for themselves and isn't necessarily, you know. I mean, if you look back in the day, you couldn't even be gay. Fuck. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like you couldn't, the, yeah. you had to get married. Like if you were a gay man, you had to get married to a woman and have children knowing you didn't want to sleep with her. It's like, who wants that shit? Fuck. Terrible. Isn't that crazy? <clears throat> yeah. Like I guess we're just, I, when we get to a place where we're, you know, just very progressive and like it's it's a part of the norm, it's so unfathomable to even think of a time when, I remember my freshman year of college out here, uh, a, a buddy in our acting class who was, we all knew, yeah, great. Mm-hmm. No, Nobody... But and then he pulled us all aside when he was getting ready to come out and to tell us a handful of us in class, and it was so not a big deal, but it was a big deal to him because he was just like, really, we were the first ones he was telling. He hadn't even told his family, and it was so baffling to me that it was even a deal. Do you know what I'm saying? Like that he had to, but you know, very respectful of like knowing that where he came up from and why. But then I'm just like, but why wouldn't they? Why did you not feel comfy that they were not going to be supportive? I just couldn't wrap my head and around it. And then 90% of the time, or it's not 95% of the time, it's because the father yeah. from the older generation oh, yeah. was not okay with that. Th- my son's not going to be, right? Yeah. I mean, it's, He's going to throw a football. He's not going to go right. to clinic and concerts. And, and I can definitely say that has eased quite a bit. A thousand percent. You know, a thousand percent. But there is still that stigma in certain areas. You have such a firm grasp um, can you hug the mic a little bit more? Am I? Yeah. No, they're perfect. Yeah. But still so, so good, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, you got great pipes. You've done a lot of voiceover too, right? Not a ton. Was it Horton Hears a Who? Yeah, but you yeah. know what's fucked up is I did <laughs> new, I did like six scenes and then, and this happened to a lot of people mm. um, because there were so many people in that and the film was like three hours long originally and so they had to, condi- it's a kid's movie. Yeah, how many Who's could Horton hear Well, and film? also, how, kids aren't going to sit for fucking three hours. No. No one Especially is. Especially not now. No, it's not Forrest Gump, <laughs> right? <laughs> well, nothing is. Nothing is. So um, I, I ended up being in like two things. Still fun. Do you like it? I love it. You have a great, again, like you got great pipes for- No, I do love it. And I did um, a couple of things. Like when Desi, my oldest, was younger um, because they were shows that he watched. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I haven't um, done as much as I would like to. Uh, You did something um, for me when we were all hanging out, a post uh, shooting Welcome to Flatch. Um, Season two, airing now on Fox. Go watch it. She's crushing it. Or next day on Hulu. Or next day on Hulu. Mm -hmm. Got to plug that. That's Mm -hmm. big. Um, you uh, you were telling me about like your southern roots and just the different. And we're talking about the different parts of the South, like I want to say like Tennessee and then uh, Dallas, uh, Georgia. And you did a thing. I don't know if you can uh, mind throwing it uh, my way again about the different accents and there's different types of. You said there's a different because we were of, we were what we were talking about is. Um, I think you had said, where was Earl supposed to be based? Yeah. Was it in Georgia yeah, yeah, yeah. or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I said, actually, it was originally in the original script. It was supposed to be based in a um, trailer park in Florida. And then Greg Garcia decided that he wanted um, 
he wanted it to be anywhere, any trailer park in America is what he said. Yeah. Um, and so, so that there wasn't a specific dialect, I just had Joy, my character, use kind of three or four different dialects um, based on her mood. So <laughs> when she wanted something, she was like, Earl. And everything she taught like this or, you know, Honey or Crabman or Randy. She yeah, was talking so like she sweet. was from Georgia, right? Because it's like, or even North Carolina, some parts there, is because they draw it out like this. <laughs> and then you talk about like Arkansas and stuff where you talk out the side of your mouth or something like, you, you talk like this outside of your mouth and you talk like almost like Holly Hunter. <laughs> oh, yeah. Right? It's kind of like this. And then there's the, you know, like Tennessee is a little bit higher. <laughs> And like Tennessee, and we talk like this in Nashville. Yeah. And Texas, they just talk real fast. Everything's real fast, a little bit lower. But when you put them all together, that's who Joy was. Earl, you know, it, the whole shit. thing with Darnell. It just was that way. You didn't know where the hell she was from. <laughs> she was just from somewhere in the fucking South. So that was all your call. Yeah. To cool. do those different things. Yeah. yeah because it, it made her more fun and, okay. and yeah. gave her some layers. How much are you trying to do that when you get uh, a character like that? Um, that you get to, I mean, I guess it depends maybe on like the creator and, and where the, you know, what what sort of, I feel like if they're hiring you, they're like, we want you to bring everything you got to the table, right? Mm -hmm. um, but like, will you not take a job if they're like, hey, just this is what we want, do that. Are you, do you need to kind of be, because you got such strong comedy chops and I feel like you got well, like good instincts. For Flatch, and you get, yeah. for Welcome to Flatch, when I had that first meeting with um, the creator, Jenny, Jenny Bix and, um, our, well, Paul Feig. Paul Feig, who wrote two episodes, <clears throat> directed two episodes, yep. and he's one of the exec producers, yep. right? So when I when I had that first meeting, they were tell she was telling pitching me the character, telling me who she was and what she was like, and I was like, okay, hold on, can I ask you a question? I, I this is what's in my head. She wears a lot of makeup. She's you're saying she's done up like in her wardrobe at all times. She's dressed to the nines. Um, and I would like to wear wigs, but not the same wig. I want different wigs with different styles, different lengths. Yeah. That, and those are kind of like her hiding places. Because the thing is, is that if she's so done up all the time, I said, I have to have layers to a character. I can't, I'll get bored if she's just one noted, yeah. right? And <clears throat> the character has to have heart for me, for me to care about her, for the audience to care about her. And... I need her to be, you know, obviously you, you're telling me now that she, you know, is getting divorced. She gets served with the divorce papers very early on in the series. So she's hurting. Yeah, I heard dick for that. <laughs> that, uh, that episode with you is coming up. <laughs> We've got some great scenes. Mm, can't Hopefully wait more. for the push-up. <laughs> um, <laughs> so many push-ups. So many. Man. That was a lot. Getting tired. I was like, listen, I, don't, I didn't sign up for this <laughs> shit. I didn't know I was working out when I got here. You, by the way, your face though was, I was like, I hope this is acting because when I look over at one point and the oh, face you were giving scene. me as I was like doing my push-ups, I'm like, I, I was like, is she judging Adam Ray's push-ups? No, yeah. no. Um, I was definitely judging Bert's. <laughs> okay, good. Um, I saw that scene because How's I had to do some ADR. Yeah, yeah. It is ridiculously funny oh fuck yeah it's ridiculous shrub next to you doing push-ups and the back and forth the back and forth it's a really like you and i <clears throat> the dynamic is a really funny it's just i don't know the push and pull you still kind of being in and out of it and like putting up a full stop but also kind of not closing the book completely right and then 
I love playing likable douchebags that like are a little aloof, almost mm-hmm. like Steve Crow from The Office, where yeah. he's just looking at life through a different set of goggles, mm-hmm. and he's he's got insecurities, and it's like right, he's just not showing them, but like you know they're there, and yeah. I think that's what makes me at least when I see that in in guys where I'm like fuck that guy, I can quickly kind of isolate like uh, I can see what he's overcompensating for and I now I feel bad for him right and that makes me like him you have to ca- so in order for me to play a character I have to care about them yeah genuinely like I can't play a bully I can't commit to it yeah I was sent a script the other day and I tried desperately they were like you know what do you think I had to I tried for days I called my manager and I was like listen I I'm sorry. I was bullied growing up in school. I was bullied when I got into the business for years because before the Me Too movement, blonde hair, blue eyes, tits and ass, right? I was a dancer. that I started out as a dancer, not professionally here, but Mm. like my mom was a dance teacher. I was a dancer for 25 years type thing. Whoa. So I was not looked at, you know, and I'm Southern, so I must be stupid because the Southern dialect, everybody just thinks you're dumb. What the fuck? But that's like... That's Hollywood in the, especially yeah. 30 oh, years ago. Yeah, of course. You know, 25, 30 years ago, you'd walk into an audition and everybody in my audition would have blonde hair, blue eyes, you know, and and tits and ass, right? And we were meant to be, you know, arm candy. You weren't supposed to have any kind of depth whatsoever. The character was just the same. You know, you didn't walk in, like now if you were to go, if we were to be allowed to walk into a fucking audition, yeah, I, I and now you put yourself on tape. I That's know. bullshit. I don't like that, do you? No one does. Love being in the room. It's I like, like being in the room because yeah. I can win them over better and I can ask them, what do you want me to do differently? They can direct me. Yeah. I can make changes. Yeah. I can ask questions. Um it's just better and it's way more difficult to 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 do now just because when you're a people person you are big time right yes yeah. i'm a super super big people person i love being social and i and when you know that about yourself and you know that like you're definitely just better it's like for me even too if i'm like uh let's say you know a discrepancy with a a buddy or or, or whoever a family member i'm i'm like i don't want to text us we need to talk on the phone yeah, or, or i'll wait till i go home to seattle and do it live if like my sister and i need to hash something i'm like i don't want to do it we need to be because you need to see the people in there you need to look at the people in their in their face in their eyes you need you can see their body language and how they're moving and if you need to make adjustments right yeah you can feel people out you can feel people's people's energy yeah and it's like we're not we don't even get to zoom them and look at them no it's just it's shit yeah it's not the same thing like when my white rapper brother-in-law Durte, who is my sister's husband uh what's to pitch me a movie about um some you know something in like space and i'm like this is you know and he's like so it's like you know it's you denzel and let's say like jamie presley right and you guys are up there and you all were in like back in the day like the same ronald mcdonald ice skating commercial right and now you're reuniting <laughs> in space i'm like Durte, i'll be home for thanksgiving and let me give you a hard note to your face. Let me just tell you, when I get there, <laughs> that's never going to happen. <laughs> no, fuck no. Um, um, what were we just... We were oh, ta- so, but we were just... Well, how do we... The, me, the me too, uh, blonde girls were just an arm piece. Oh, 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 no depth. Yeah, there was no depth. And then now, you know, uh, the people that are up for the same role... you know, see, And back then it was if the script said the girl has blonde hair... Or, or the girl has, it's a brunette that, the, 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 if I, I would be like, I like that character better. They'd be like, yeah, but she's got brown hair. You're blonde. Oh my God. Now there's wigs and yes. there's, they'll dye your hair yes. and there's like some kind of say and women are not put on the back burner and it's not about being arm candy. And 
just because you have a southern dialect or because you look some kind of way doesn't mean doesn't you define, can't play yeah. it doesn't define who you are people so people have a little bit more you're saying in the business maybe an imagination about or at least just open their mind to like not i don't know that producers you. have any more of an yeah. imagination than they ever did and yeah. that was the problem is that the producers would have the final say yeah. and now i think directors and creators and writers have um a hell of a lot more say producers are just looking at numbers and mm-hmm. block you know all these you know they're not that they, they don't have the imagination they're numbers people their business right um very few like paul feig is an exec producer but he's also a director yeah. and a writer yeah you know former what i mean actor right former actor yeah. so he has all of the things where yes he can he absolutely should have some say because he knows all the arenas yeah. he's been in all of yeah, them yeah, you know, yeah. he works in all of them yeah um but very few executive producers, you know, or high execs up in all these studios that produce everything have the ability that he does. Mm. It's very different. Where did you get your comedy chops? Like we were talking- From the Presley side. My dad, really? all the Presley men, you go to a, one stands up, like you, a family reunion, you leave with a new set of abs. Do you have big family reunions? Oh my God, yes. I'm so jealous. And so one, you know, one Presley boy, man, uh, dad, would stand up and tell a joke. And the jokes are stories. Everybody's a storyteller. Great. Incredible storytellers. Good tellers. stories? Incredible stories. And you think, and they don't start out like, let me tell you this joke. It's this one time I was going into, and you know, whatever. And they start telling us, st- it's a story. I like stories that start like that because I can tell that they're like invest. They're seeing, they're starting to see the whole world. They and they're about paint to paint the picture, the picture yeah. so beautifully. And then it ends up being the funniest fucking joke you've ever heard wow. with this crazy punchline that you weren't expecting. Wow. They, you know, uncle Tommy will do all the accents differently. So you can differentiate between awesome. the characters when he's telling the story. Awesome. Uncle Joe used to, um, they and they all have everybody's got a really loud laugh like i have a loud laugh when something's funny and yeah. genuine yeah, yeah. i laugh my ass yeah, off yeah. and and the thing is is that they would all stand up individually and my favorite part is that you know when they're all having their bourbon i'm like they when <laughs> when <laughs> when people in the family yeah. <laughs> are having their bourbon are enjoying themselves yes. after a long day's work um when everybody gets together, it, it could be the third drink, but the this the um, cheers every time. Which Granddaddy Presley, who by the way was name his name was Earl. Amazing. Yeah. When I got the script, I was like, "Oh, this one's mine." Yeah. I hadn't even read it yet. Um, but so Granddaddy Presley started it, and it was every time. Let's say it's the third drink. It's first today. First drink today y'all are on number 10 <laughs> y'all are on number 15 now i mean Wait, what were they say for like 20 20 drinks down and another 20, and it's 21st today <laughs> and we'd come in there wow. like these fools all right <laughs> but fun drunks oh my god yeah. yes so fun so what do you think seeing like them kind of perform some of these stories would like go oh that looks fun and like you just wanted to mim like yeah i mean everybody was just fun and the thing is is i started out in drama and um and then i went in high school or uh, well we'll see mom no i meant in in the business but so the thing is is i my mom dance teacher but 
she was the choreographer for the performing arts department back home. Oh, so cool. she choreographed all the plays. And we had, you know, in North Carolina, we have the School of Performing Arts. Oh, yeah. And Salem, like everywhere, everybody, all the kids have extracurricular activities. She was also the choreographer for the Ovation um, dance troupe, which was at the high school. So, and they were the traveling, you know, dancing, singing, whatever. Yeah. Um, and <clears throat> so I was in and around plays and you know, all the time. And she would take me to go... Um, you know, to New York to see, um, you know, Broadway plays. Oh, yeah, and stuff blow like. your mind. Yeah, and it just seeing all that was incredible to me. Yeah. Um, That's why it's important, I think, for kids to, whether you're, it's going to be something you also want to jump into, yeah, but just to be exposed just to. Just to be, have that, like, get that, be cultured. Yeah. In a way that, like, I, I hate when kids are like, a play. It's like, yeah. you don't even know. Yeah. You, have you seen one? Yeah. No. Well, you should. Yeah. Because you'd probably love it. Have my... you ever seen Beetlejuice? Yeah. On Broadway? Yeah. It's incredible. Yeah. You I, know. I took my five-year-old nieces. They're now thirteen, <clears throat> but when they're five, to see Annie uh, in um, uh, remember not five, maybe when they're like eight to uh, to Annie the musical in Seattle when I was back home, and they had uh, Black Annie, right? Oh, right. And, uh, and so, and they about uh, at intermission, they were just like, "Can we go home?" And I was like yeah is it are you guys like, yeah we're just just you know just ready to go home and i was like oh okay and like got them good seats so i was like Fuck, okay and first play whatever and then we get in the car and it was kind of quiet for me and i go hey guys just to be on the same page like it, it was like the the show was just what like not a little too boring like black annie you were that was cool right like oh yeah that was awesome it was just a show was a little i was like okay cool as long okay, as cool. Just, as long as hey, okay yeah thank god shows are some hey it's comedy musical subjective but as long by as we're way, all on board by with, the way black annie <laughs> yeah oh ripped it was insane yeah crazy oh my god i loved it i loved it yeah. too it was a, that was a great one, but that was but that was you know their first kind of and now they're 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 all about it and they actually have seen uh, and obviously like any sort of like a frozen type thing they're all into but of course um, but seeing anything live I feel like just makes yeah I, I'll never get to see Frozen so three boys they don't want to watch Frozen no what's their what have they introduced the you twins to now? don't will not sit down in general oh man um, yeah twin boys yeah they are five they just turned five amazing they're not trying to sit down to watch a movie they have yet to sit down and watch a movie in its entirety whoa nope but a youtube but a kid but opening boxes on video on youtube and watch youtube <laughs> on their days. ipad for fuck? days and it's insane <sighs> yeah what, what's their go-to what's their rabbit hole well see here's the thing lennon love is infatuated with commercials and name memor- uh, leo and lennon amazing the twins um lennon is infatuated with commercials and memorizing them oh my god um, jingles are just full-on like the script oh my god he literally this morning at breakfast he was like nutrisystem get rid of that stubborn belly fat i turned around i was like what and he wasn't even on his ipad it's just that he's memorizing it oh or my hi i'm rob Lowe, talking about um adkins adkins it is out of nowhere he'll be like he runs in my room hi i'm rob Lowe. <laughs> Atkins has oh. peanut butter, chocolate bars, and he starts doing all this, and I'm oh like, my. "How's his Rob Lowe impression?" Does it? Okay, he's so cute. <laughs> my God! You think Rob Lowe does that when he walks around his own house? Walks into a room and goes, "Hi, I'm Rob Lowe." Probably peanut butter, chocolate if, bars. Listen, don't have if to be I a were bad him, move. I would. Yeah. You know how much money he's making off oh, of Atkins? Come on. Woo. Wait, that's adorable. I mean, and by hilarious. the way, Lennon, keep doing this because maybe you could take care of mommy one day. <laughs> Come on. Oh, you ain't lying, by the way. Uh, I'm fine with it. Yeah. <laughs> Leo. 
opposite. He just laughs. Yeah. Well, the two of them don't play together. They're not. That's Leo, typical. listen, they're fraternal, right? Leo has curly hair and brown eyes, mm. and Lennon has straight hair and blue green eyes. But they both have like a like a tan. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. And you taking them to the park alone. Good luck. One's gonna play in traffic. I mean, it's like <laughs> it's like are you fr- I won't do it. I have to go. I'll take the nanny with me or Desi with me to go because I. Oh, you won't play in traffic. No, I'll play in traffic. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that I will do. I will do that before I take the kids. It's twenty first drink. It's traffic 21st time. Twenty first drink. Play in traffic, guys. <laughs> um, no, I would rather play in traffic than take the boy, the twins, by myself to the park because Can't it watch is. Them both. I, I honestly, Lennon wants to be up here climbing and doing all this. He's like Spider Man, yeah. and. Leo wants to go over here and wander down into the ditch and into the like into the forest, and Fuck. I'm like, really? <laughs> what? Can you guys just pick the same tree for Pl- one day? Like, it's over here yeah. and all the way over there, <laughs> and I'm like, Mm-mm. all right, let's do this. Let's go. I'm like strapping them down. I'm not. <laughs> You're not doing the kitty leash, are you? Hell no. Okay. <laughs> I did try it. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> I think everybody tries it. <laughs> that shit doesn't work. One falls forward because they're like top amazing. heavy. I tried. I ain't gonna lie. Fucking. Hey. I mean, everybody tries. Yeah, it. you have to. With two of them. Also, I feel like five. I mean, my nephew's eight, and this kid headbutts fridges and dry humps couches to make me laugh. Always works. But he's a psycho. Of course. He's a little psycho. But I mean, nonstop energy, and I'm like, I don't think a leash. I think he would bite it with his teeth and choke you with it. He would. Yeah. That's the thing, boys. Like I'm always. I don't like, remember being that. You barbaric. didn't give me. <laughs> really like what i know i'm a tomboy yeah but three boys two of them are twins that don't want to play with each other oh, man and run in opposite directions yeah why yeah and i was 40 when you gave them to me <laughs> they don't run on either side of the family it was not ivf didn't have hormone treatment it was literally i asked my doctor and i was like how did this happen how did this happen <laughs> I love that you hit your doctor. Good Lord. <laughs> and he's like, well, at, so I was 39 when I got pregnant yeah, yeah. and had him when I was 40. He was like, at at your age, and I'm like, here we go with this shit again. What did I tell you about saying at your age? Yeah, not cool. Doc, let's go. Listen, I feel younger now than I did when I was 30. Oh, you're crushing it. I mean, I, I'm sorry, but I just, I feel better the older I get. Wow. Because you feel you have less on your shoulders to worry about when it comes to how people think or feel about you. That is, yeah, you can't put a price on the amount of outside pressure we all put on ourselves. The right? outside pressure that we all put on ourselves. Worrying about shit that you shouldn't be worrying about. Right, but also I can tell you that when I got in the business, when you got in the business, if social media would have been around... I don't know that I'd still be here. Yeah. Oh my God. I, I mean, wow. Awful. Really? The pressure that is put on kids. Yeah. And how much they are infatuated with how many likes they get and how many. I, I can't even imagine. It was hard enough to have to be what everybody wanted you to be. Yeah. You know, and. And knowing that you were more than all, that, right? Knowing you were more than that. And it was all men running Hollywood. You know, and you were you were pigeonholed, and you were told this is all you're going to be, wow. and this is where you have to 
this is the arena you have to go in to. You cannot ever go here. This is a man's world over here. How many years was it like that until you feel... By the way, that's bonkers. And sorry you even had to go through that. Well, everybody had to go through that. Totally, but as, that's... I mean, the until fact Until the Me Too movement happened. The fact that you were like, hey, I, I'm a trained... I feel like I got a lot to bring to the table. And you're like, you won't even like try to see or maybe even let me have an opportunity to show you this right so that turned what no you wouldn't even get the opportunity and then if you did get the opportunity you knew it was because they were doing somebody a favor oh man like the casting director or whatever was doing somebody a favor and you could feel that the second you walked into the room and that would knock your you know your confidence down in spades it would just be like gone and then you would fuck up and then you would just be like for them it would be like told you it was nasty. Hey guys, Adam Ray here for the About Last Night podcast, and I'm sitting down because I got some big news. Usually I'm standing up to do comedy, but I'm sitting down now because I got the deal of a lifetime. First of all, sitting is bad for you. We all know that, whether we're sitting on planes or sitting on a beanbag chair watching porn in front of our kids, there's just too much damage you do on the body. Thankfully, Axion has come up with a chair that allows your pelvis to move the way it does while you walk. So all 33 vertebrae align into perfect posture. The result, better breathing, better blood flow, and relief from the pain. It's crazy what you can do when you set your body to do it. Now, these guys are homies of mine. My buddy Dennis uh, worked with the Clippers as their doctor for 27 years. He runs a wellness center called Peak Wellness. He's a fucking gangster and has uh, saved me from surgery numerous times. Uh, I actually met Justin Bieber at his place, um, and uh, and I was in my boxers getting cupping done, and Bieber and I locked eyes, and I was like, this is how we were supposed to meet, and Bieber smiled, and I never saw him again. Um, but uh, this chair is a game changer. It's changed the way I live, it's changed the way I breathe, the way I sit, and you guys right now can get that chair for 25% off uh, using the promo code ALN25 at all33.com. It's incredible. You got to get it. It's the only chair out there to get. We will be getting them for the studio. Go to all33.com and use promo code ALN25 for 25% off this chair. Does it make you a little, um, like, I don't know, angry towards the business in a way where you're like, fuck, because look at like, you know, the last decade and then some of like the jobs and roles you've gotten to create and like even now on Flatch, like going like, fuck, see what I could have been doing right out of the gate. Yeah, or, or no, is it you know what because I have to look back I don't like regretting yeah. and I don't like looking back and and being angry because it's such a waste of energy totally. I never move backward always go forward right and and something my trainer Mike Jones says to me all the time and and, and I think it came from a James Brown quote actually is Great. if you stay ready you ain't got to get ready right <sighs> so I am <clears throat> I I always just studied 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 at home right and I and I would, you know, watch as many things as I could. And but I'll, I'll be honest with you, I'm not the one that, you know, I grew up watching all the black and whites and all that with my mom, Love right? That. Because Turner it, classic, like all of that stuff, right? But uh, you know, I remember getting here and um, hearing, you know, I'd be be at this like dinner or something, and they'd be talking about Clockwork Orange, and I'm like, mm-hmm, <laughs> yep, so good. <laughs> And then I'd go home and I'd be like, what the fuck is Clockwork Orange? Yeah. And I'm like looking it up. Because I didn't go to a fancy school. I learned by doing. But I've been that way my whole life. Yeah. I'm not good sitting in a classroom. 
my mind's like this, like all over. I'm so bored by what this person's saying. I want to do it, right? So I've literally learned by doing. And um, what I I was going to say is, though, instead of being angry about how the past went, what it made me do, it was kind of like fuel for my fire. Mm. It, It made me learn my business. It made me learn the business, which is like they asked me, I had to do 25, one of the, weekly magazines the other day I had to do an interview of 25 things you don't know about me or whatever that yeah, article yeah, thing yeah. is and it's like a rapid fire thing where they ask you questions you a- and you answer fast and they said and <clears throat> the question was what advice would you give to actresses who are up and coming and I'd say learn your business learn your business pay attention learn your rights and always stay true to yourself hmm. if you don't want to do something don't do it you know, don't don't go into a room, for instance, where the producer is in a where the room is a hotel suite and the producer's in a robe. Oh like that should God. be a just don't do it. Red yeah. flag. It breaks my heart that that happened. Um, but in general, if you learn your business and you know it, I think the problem is so many people get in this business. You know, they, they want it so you want, quick. They want it so quick. Yeah. But also, you know, you can be an incredible actor and then that's all you focus on you don't pay attention to the other stuff i've read every contract i've ever had because i was like what's in this wow good for you what are we doing Fuck. right um always been that way nobody told you you just were like no and i i've always been that way i've had the same entertainment lawyer dave feldman since i was 17 18 years old awesome and um i went to a temple with a dave feldman by the way sure it wasn't mine <laughs> could have been um I eventually assume there's a handful of Feldmans. Pretty sure there is. Corey, Dave. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but I, you know, and I, I came up with him. And so oh, shit. I always was like, what does this mean? Yeah. What does this mean? Yeah, yeah. What does this mean? Wow. Ask all the questions, right? Yeah. Because, Which, by the way, is true not on and off stage, right? I mean, you well, tell me. Like, be. I feel like I the, the people that are, that make you feel comfortable to be like, you know, want to be collaborative and not act like you know everything and, and, um, you know, my my uh, first uh, multicam was according to Jim. It was a guest star, and I had two. I was a water boy to try to make Courtney Thorne Smith, uh, Belushi faked writing notes from me to her to make her feel because it was like the marriage was. You know, she mm-hmm. was like, I want her to feel good about herself. So, you know, can the hunky water boy? So I walked in with two sparklets bottles. Uh-huh. First day of the taping, dropped them both, exploded. Oh shit! Nervous as fuck. Water everywhere. It took like a half hour to clean up. Blue, she's like, that's ah, fine. Everybody fucks up. He's like, just don't do it again. I was like, fuck. And uh, but then, um, you know, uh, people were, you know, very um, encouraging to be like, yo, and fucking, st- if you need ask me whatever, do this. And so I felt. I still was a little apprehensive to like, you know, because you do want to act like you've been there. Some, I don't want to feel like, even though it was my first job, I didn't want to announce that or make that obvious. Right. But I think it is <clears> imperative <throat> to like not act like you're the smartest person in the room, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. I, I ask tons of questions. Yeah. I want to know what's going on. I want to know why this, why that, right? I want to understand. Yeah, yeah. Um, <clears throat> but it's why when I walk on a set now, I know what everybody's job is. I respect it. Yeah. I absolutely know that we cannot make that production without every single person there. Team effort. And I pay attention to what the direction, the direction that's happening and if the dialogue makes sense or not. Um, I am a continuity freak. So if I see something that doesn't match, I'm like, hold on. I'm sorry. This was over here. We can't. They're like, no. It w-. I'm like, please go back and look. 
they'll be like, um, yeah, it was. Whoa. Like, I'm a freak about comedy. Yeah, you're not doing it because you're, it's all intention with those things, too. It's like, you're no, not just, trying I to be. I genuinely care Yeah, about you're like, hey, man, we all want to look good, right? Yeah. yeah. And I, I just want to say to your point you just made, um, it doesn't always happen like that where in the beginning of your career, they help. Everybody's like, hey, let me help. It's fine. Totally. Everybody messes up. Yeah, yeah. It, that was maybe with dudes, but not with, with women, right? But I, I wanted to tell you the way that I learned how to do multicam. Um, I was 24 and <clears throat> I was brought on. So first of all, great story that back in the day, there used to be these holding deals that they would get for development oh, yeah. deals, oh, yeah. right? Where they would give you like a bunch of money and it would be for a year. And within that year, that network was supposed to work with you to develop a show for you, right? So I was called into NBC. Whoa. Kevin Riley was the vice president at the yeah. time. And I love that man. Amazing. I'm, I'm brought in and my old manager is sitting next to me. And um, they, he says, you know, we would like to offer you um, a development deal, a holding deal. Holy shit. And, I, and he's telling me all this stuff and I'm like, I'm sorry. Um, you know, and I had no fear and I had no, you know, it was like 23 or 24 years old. And I'm like, I'm sorry, I appreciate it, but here's, here's what I've seen from the friends of mine that have gotten these kind of deals. They sit for a year, they don't work, they make all this money, but then nothing comes out of it and they get, and, and nothing's de actually developed. So I would like to propose an on-air deal. And I'm looking at 20 executives in the room. I have no fear. I don't know. I would never say that now, right? And I'm like, I would like to propose an on-air deal. I have a, I, I, I swear to God, I had a bruise for two years from my manager who was pinching me on the side. And I was like, stop. She's like, great. Now you just, she's thinking like, great. Now you just told everybody that I'm pinching you, right? <laughs> and I'm, cause I'm like, stop. Yeah, yeah, I'm like, yeah. listen, he goes, I'm sorry, an on-air deal? I said, yes, I think that if I'm sitting around and I am not on television for a year, I'm going to be out of sight, out of mind. And people, not only the viewers, but also people in the industry are going to completely forget about me. Whoa. And then I won't get any work. And so I would like for you to maybe until we find something just for me, I would love it if you could just find a show that might need an extra character and put me on that show. Awesome. And then put me on another show and put in another show until we find something that is right for for me as a series yeah if you like me enough to give me this deal I why wouldn't I, you i said i understand i'd like to make the money and it sounds great but i don't want to sit around i want to work and i every day that every week that i'm out of sight and out of mind i'm losing business and momentum wow did i 23 24 yeah i was so i i just was i, I thought about everything all the time intensely right and you I look in the window alone, and rob lowe's looking at you going great going, job great, great job. job um but I, uh, they all looked they at me respond, yeah. and they were like, well, there's no such thing as an on-air deal. But, and then I remember Kevin Riley looking at me and going, <laughs> I have never heard anybody turn away this kind of a deal. This is a lot of money. I said, I'd rather work for it if you don't mind. And he said, all right, we, okay, we will find you something. Within two weeks, they called me back and they had a show that was going into its second season, again, called uh, Happy Family with John Larroquette yeah. and Christine Baranski. Yeah. I did that season 
And it was, and Pamela Fryman was the yes, big uh, sitcom director, right? She's a huge. Yeah. She's like, <clears throat> like if if one of, if not the biggest female um, sitcom director. Awesome, yeah. Um, which at the time I had no idea. I was just like, "What up, Pam?" Like I didn't know, you know. That's cool, but don't you prefer that? I don't know. Of course I know. do. Yeah, I love, and she was so cool. So Pam and Christine Baranski are the ones that took me in and taught me how to do multi and could not have been cooler. And Christine Baranski, Baranski did not have to do that. She's an inc- fantastic lady. I mean, I was so grateful. So it really does mean something when the people who were you put veterans- You've still too, right? Oh God, yeah. yeah. That you put on a pedestal that you that are veterans that are so good at what they do, come, like come and, and like take the time to teach you. And I think that that's the thing that, you know, you have to always pay forward is, is you know, Always go and and if you can help somebody new, um, in it, do it. Yeah, I was gonna say you're really. I observed that in just the you on set, but then when we were all hanging afterwards. How kind and encouraging you are to, um, uh, Holmes and um, uh, fuck them. Taylor and Sam. Yes, and I uh, adore them. Amazing, and then even all the and it, they're so talented. They're freakishly talented. It's so, it's like that raw talent. That oh yeah, very rarely happens. It's cool too that they've gotten. I know they've all done stuff, but like, um, th- this is a very cool thing I think for them to have is like a bigger. Well, and it also send-off. being able to go to work with them. I started off saying how I was getting really bored, yeah. right? And when I took this job. Working with these with them, I call them the kids because I feel so old. Yeah. But working with them just reinvigorated my love for it. Whoa. Right? You know what I mean? It really yeah. did because they're so into it, and and it's kind of like how it is when I w- with my boys. When you have kids, that was one of the other questions um, the other day in the twenty five things. What is it <clears throat> that you love most about being a mom? Yeah. And it's seeing things again for the first time through new eyes, which is your kids seeing these things and getting excited and trying all these new things for the first time. It make the things we take for granted that we're used to that we're like, mm, it makes things exciting again for yeah. you. And I felt like that when I was working with them because they're wow. so talented too. And seeing them get a fresh like, I mean, they they are they have a fresh look on everything. Yeah. I mean, this is this is Holmes' first acting gig, and she's it's fucking fantastic. Great. Yeah, she's crushing it. Uh, also, seeing you, there was I think it was a Bachelor at party that was there that night. Remember they came up to you? Oh, they were all dressed in the Golden Girls. I love the Golden Girls. It was a Golden Girls theme. Yes. Mm -hmm. And that was just awesome because like, fuck, I didn't, it's not like I was like, how are you with your fans? We're just hanging out. And then like, you know, like you were saying, like, I mean, you know, you, I'm sure, you know, getting, getting bugged uh, pretty consistently and, and just being out and about like that. I was like, oh, I wonder how, like, there's plenty of people out here, but then there's this big bar and they come over and they're all, as most people are, like, everyone's, that's what's cool too about what you've done. It's like, there's kind of, you've kind of have something for everybody, you know, whether it's Earl or somebody's just a giant mom fan, um, you know, and now Flatch, uh, but I mean, so many, I mean, you know, my, I told my sister, she's obsessed with Joe Dirt and she was just like, she made a laundry list I of questions I never knew me. that Joe Dirt was going to be such a cult classic. Oh, I, insane. I, when we were making it, I had no idea. That was another question. What do people, when they pass you by, what are the, the lines or things that they quote most? And I said, I'm your sister, I'm your sister from, from Joe Dirt. Yeah. It's crazy. I never that, knew that that was, was going to be a thing. Uh, so much fun. Yeah, the best. I adore. I've got to know Spade through stand up um, pretty well, and he's Love just him. like really sweet. Couldn't be drier, right? Yeah, but a master of it. So good at I it. I mean, when he like <clears throat> even when I see him on Ellen, which is like that's another thing too. Like, and you've got so many great like Ferg, all your late night appearances too. Like the comedy stuff to me, when I look at people that 
that maybe aren't stand-ups that are on those things that are that crush those i'm like oh yeah like that's that is a big deal uh to be able to like hang with guys like that especially ferguson it's the only late night couch i've ever done and to me i'm like i don't know how you do it not that way i love Ferguson because like truly just no no uh, questions and um preparation but um but uh, they came over and they were fanning out and you were just so, you made such a great moment for them. You were so kind. You like took pictures and oh, then we chatted. we took pictures and stuff, yeah. Yeah, but you <laughs> made it such a moment for them and I was like, that's really... Uh... You know what though? <clears throat> I've been very fortunate in that I've played characters that are salt of the earth, um, relatable characters. Yeah. So even though Jill from Mom was, you know, born rich, <clears throat> raised rich, never had a job in her life, divorced rich, never had a job in her life. <clears throat> That's not something people can relate to. But what they can relate to is all the beautiful flaws she has and the fact that she's a recovering addict yeah. and that she lost her mom when she was 16 and found her. She was the one that found her. There were so many things that you could relate to in her because there was nothing perfect whatsoever about any of those women, right? Yeah. So, you know... I've been fortunate enough to play those kind of characters. And that means the people that come up to me, um, it means something to them, especially that show. And for me, I still have a job because they still watch what I do. And I want to keep working. Yeah. So I'm going to keep taking the pictures. Was uh, Allison and, and uh, Anna, like, was that also a, a similar vibe to? Allison um, Janney is one of the, my favorite human beings on the planet. Um. I only have one Alice and Janney story, okay. but it was going to do a short scene in Spy, a, a Paul Feig movie, Melissa oh, yeah. Statham. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and I, so I went to Budapest for three lines. He was like, I put down a part on, on tape to play Bobby Cannavale's part. And he's like, Bobby Cannavale's going to do that. I go, probably wow. the right call. <laughs> Can't be mad about that. And then I was like, what about Melissa's part? And he was like, definitely not. I was like, okay. And he's like, we well, can come on and do this thing. I was flying in the background. Michael McDonald was um, giving Melissa all the gadgets and yeah. I'm in the background for a couple lines. But he's like, come out to Budapest for, I think it was like a month and stay at the fourth season, hang out. And we went to dinners and hung. And But the first night I was there, I get in the afternoon and they go down to the lobby and it's me, Sam Richardson, Allison Janney and Michael McDonald. And we all just drink are she's my favorite drinking buddy she was she's fun unreal so fun i couldn't believe i was like i was like and that oh. laugh amazing you guys both have infectious laughs oh my god her laugh uh, kills me yeah was she so i mean and also i think i think someone that uh at least for me i'm like i just and and you embody this as well where you're just like total pro but um but also like keeps a loose vibe to where you're like you not taking to. your shit too seriously right yeah when you say cut i cut yeah you know what I mean? I, I don't like to take shit home with me. Yeah. And I, I need to be able to relax and, and hang with everybody and have a cool vibe with everybody because I want everybody to be comfortable, right? But also I want things to be professional and yeah. taken care of right. And so if I see something that's not right on set and I'm with people who ne don't necessarily have a voice to say something about it, I have no problem saying something about it yeah. and making sure that it's taken care of so that we can all have a great work environment. Different vibe and different style than Earl, but like still, I mean, same amount of fun doing multi, I mean. Doing multicam? Yeah. And just the hour, and just, I guess that, with that crew. I think and, that, I, 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 my mom crew. Yeah. Could not have, I was very fortunate to go from, see Earl was like working with all men. Yeah. And then I went to working with all women. Yeah, and yeah, at yeah. that part of my life, it was perfect that I got to go to work with all women. Yeah. It really was. And the vibe was incredible. And I absolutely adore every single one of the people on the crew. And the cool thing is the way I met Allison was 
not even two months before uh, Chuck Lorre called me to say, hey, do you want to, I want to write this character and I want to see My if you want to do it, God. right? Two months prior, I'm at the night before event, you know, which is that event that everybody gets. Yeah, yeah. It's like twice a year, yeah, yeah. right? No press or yep. anything. Alice and Janney walks up to me. Everybody's in a gown. This badass six foot woman <laughs> walks up with a white button down, collared shirt, tucked into jeans and some flats. Awesome. And I'm like, well, you are six feet. You can wear flats, right? And she comes out to me, <clears throat> and I was smoking a cigarette on the balcony. She comes out, and she's like, hey, can I get one of those? <laughs> Presley, right? And I went, and, you know, we'd all been drinking. And I was like, uh-huh. She goes, Allison. And I'm like, yeah, I know who you are. <laughs> We're both very dry with each other. I was like, yeah, I know who you are. yeah. yeah. I might have been a fan of West Wing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she goes, you know who Jefferson is? And I went, I only know one Jefferson, and he was one of my camera guys on Earl. He's one of my favorite people. Is that? She went, yeah, he's married to my cousin. I went, wait, what? Whoa. I go, you know, we had our kids. Desi, I had Desi, my first, my oldest, was my only at the time. I had my kid and they had their son at the exact same time. The first play date ever was on set. Whoa. With the, I'm like, Are, <laughs> what? And she goes, yeah, he told me you were a pretty cool chick. Yeah. <laughs> I was I was like, Stand oh my God. Approval. So a couple months later when Chuck calls me, I'm like, say what? Allison? Because I hadn't heard of the show Mom. It yeah. had been on for a season. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, you want me to join? Yes. I said, what's the character? Not that I cared. Yeah. He just said yeah, Allison. I'm doing it. Right. <clears throat> and he said, <clears throat> she's bipolar. Oh, she's a uh, recovering or she's uh, alcoholic, recovering alcoholic drug addict bipolar. <laughs> and I went, uh, when do you want me to start? <laughs> Yesterday or? Oh, shit. Um, yeah, bipolar ended up getting dropped, but. <clears throat> yeah. The great part such a great role i mean fuck like it was just awesome uh that's so dope and it does help to it's cool to come in a, after a season right where the show kind of gets its legs a little bit mm -hmm. and then um i don't know did do you feel though any sort of having a little bit of um uh you know um rapport with allison but like do you again you strike me as someone that's just like you're coming in hot confident like new show it's like you're you're not trying trying to you know be Allison and I hit it off yeah. right away. Do you try to though feel it out? Or are you like I'm coming in as a new person, or are you just like I just come in? Yeah, I've been. It's been like I've been doing it so long. Yeah, yeah. I'm not trying to come in and be like, "Hello, everybody." Yeah, yeah. You know, <laughs> Presley's <come> here. <clears throat> yeah, it's where's not, my mug? Not that in the slightest. I like everybody to get along. I like to make everybody feel comfortable. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I want you know um, to get to know everybody. And so that's I've, a move, by the way. I feel like I feel like you should just. Especially if you're coming on to a second season. Yeah. You need to, you know, like, I'm coming on. Say, I, I will say with, with Flatch, it was the first time I've ever gotten to work back home. So I felt so at home when I was there yeah. because it's the first time that everybody sounded like me on a set. I was just going to say, some. I wish I could remember some of their names. And I but just like, was so happy to be there. I was like, oh my God, I was so like excited. <laughs> yeah. I was so excited to, to be working at home. I loved Homes right off the bat and Sam. Yeah. Sweet Sam and Taylor Ortega just cracks me the hell Hilarious. up. Everything she's so fast talking. Totally. Oh my God! I'm you're like oh slow down. Yeah. Keep, oh what? Yeah. Um, and they're just all so funny. Yeah. And then our crew, I adored every one of Rips them. It. And they were so good at what they did. Yeah. Um, all right. Before we uh, 
wrap this up. Mm-hmm. By the way, I wrote down one thing. Axe body spray commercial, wash your balls. Oh my God, that was the funniest damn campaign. Hilarious. I loved it. Was that, an, that had to, I, I, my immediate thought was like, how quick of a yes was that? Because. Oh, I, well, the one thing is, the only thing that we had to change, which took a little while, was they wanted it to be Jamie Presley cleans your balls. I'm like, yeah, that's not going to happen. <laughs> I was like, Feldman. I am a mom. That's <laughs> not happening. <laughs> I said, they're going to have to make it a character. Yeah. And it's going to be the character who's doing that. Yeah. And you're going to just use Axe. So and when I walk though. out, it's not, I'm not walking out as myself. I'm yeah, going to be walking please. out as a character, yes, guys. A like, think about fix. what you just said. <laughs> Real easy fix. Can you imagine if that stuck and that was like Do you, a, I would never live that down. You wouldn't. It would, to this day, to the day I die, they would, everyone would bring up Jamie Presley washes your balls, oh, cleans a, your balls, whatever. A buddy of mine went to college freshman year at UW and U- University of Washington, Seattle, and a kid uh, shit himself at a frat party day one of college and th- was n- nicknamed like Shit Pants Mark or something. Not a clever nickname, but you know, told everybody what happened and who he is mm-hmm. and stuck with him so uh, much that he transferred his junior year. I would have too. <laughs> Good Lord. I mean, yeah. You can't live that shit down. No, literally. literally. <laughs> Well, we'll be right back. We'll keep it right here. Um, All right. Um, uh, Two more things here. Well, I want to say, so uh, you talked about so many films before TV. I want to just kind of give a title of a film and first memory or a quick story or just some sort of a, that comes to mind when you think of that film. Okay. Okay. Joe Dirt. Uh, Well, uh, first memory was being able to, well, first of all, I was cast because the director, Denny Gordon, Mm. Was um, she was actually one of the first female directors I ever worked with on the very first series I ever had called um, Jack and Jill for Warner Brothers, and she brought me on to do it. And then um, I got to hold because we were you know working at a carnival holding monkeys. Whoa, that was fun. Whoa, yeah, that was fun. Big Animal Girl. I mean, not so much, yeah. but I mean, I love. You have to. Do who it. doesn't want to hold a monkey? Yeah, and I love great dogs. T-shirt. <laughs> And as a kid, I did have ducks and bunnies and things like that, but not exactly like, I mean, whatever. Holding a monkey is, uh, I don't know, I just- There's something different. It's because it's like, they're so close to to us. Totally. And looking at them, and her name was Nala, which is wave in Hawaiian. Yep. And I just, her eyes looked like, I mean, a human. Crazy. It was crazy, yeah. Uh, Can't Hardly Wait. One of my personal favorite movies. Can't Hardly Wait was definitely one of mine. It was Great. my very first studio film. No way. Yeah, and I was 19 and I had a I was in a honey wagon and next to me in the honey wagon and there was like the you know the accordion divider yeah, so yeah. we opened it up to make it bigger, right? Was Tamala Jones who became a friend of mine. Cool. You know, for years and years. But my favorite memory aside from being on set with everybody Donald Faze, I mean we Come were all on. there, right? Is us sitting in the trail in our trailer and I used to carry around the big CD cases because I had like hundreds and hundreds and hundreds yes. of CDs. Yes. And I would bring my, <clears throat> you know, my CD player. And I opened it one day and I was like, hey, um, do you, the the divider. And I was like, hey, do you, do you mind if I play music? She was like, what kind of music are you going to play? And I was like, I was, well, I was going to play like um, <clears throat> this one. And it was Eric B and Rakim. And she went. Oh, hell yeah, you can. Go ahead and put that on, girl. I didn't know you played that. And I was like, oh, um, yeah. Shit. And so we became friends over that. Oh, shit. And she took me to get my first In-N-Out burger. So I like we played awesome. music, all the old school stuff, um, every day. That was our thing. That was a good memory. Classic movie. Yes. I mean, it still holds up. And one of the best soundtracks ever. Thank you for saying that. 
One of the greatest. Thank you for saying that. <clears throat> so good. Do you think your boys will, uh, will that be when they get to high school? Will you let them? 100%. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's so good. And and again, it's like one of those, almost like I put that in like Mean Girls in a, in a category where it's like they, a great job of highlighting the, um, mm-hmm. just the different sex of school, right? The Absolutely. Like, like Seth Green and... Um, um, oh my God, when they're in the car riding yes. up. Who is, who is he? Um, it's uh, Bobby. Uh, fuck. She works a lot. Uh, oh, who, you're talking. I was Seth Green, who he ended up uh, trying to hook up with, and then, um, and then he something happened. Remember, he opens. He's got his whole backpack with all the condoms and mints, and it's not. Well, a, it's not Allison Hannigan. It's um no, no, it's um no, it's Lauren. Is it Lauren Ambrose? No, she no, was the other one. It's um raspy voice. Um, yeah, isn't it? No, isn't it? Um, um she's got a Netflix show. She, um. Talks like this. <laughs> oh my God! You know we have to look about? this up. She's got a, you know, she's um, uh, she's an American Pie too, uh-huh. right? Yeah. Fuck. We'll figure it out. We, well, I need to Google it. Um. All right, I'm googling it real quick. Okay. Uh. Uh. Can't hardly wait. Uh. It's a um. Lauren Ambrose was that? No. Lauren. A- yeah, was that who she was? was in it. Fuck. Wait. Here we go. It's a American Pie. That maybe it's the wrong person. Uh. Um, You're looking up American Pie. Yeah, because she's in that too. Not Allison Hannigan. Um, who, who's uh, Tara Reid? No. no. Fuck. She oh, here she's it. right here. Um, fuck. Uh, uh, here it is. Uh, <laughs> Natasha Leone. Oh my God, Natasha! Right? That's who it is. Natasha Leone. Yes. Totally forgot. Yeah. She's anyway. Fantastic. Classic. Um. Uh. All right. Um. Uh. Not another team movie. I was like the oldest out of 119 cast members at the age of 24 and love that I got to, um, I think, I think doing the cheer was one of my favorite. We did that at 3 a.m. Everybody was stoned all the time. Yeah. Um, And I absolutely loved um, being able to work, you know, that's where I met, you know, Chris Evans and, and all the, all the guys. Some cool shit. It was yeah, he's done a couple yeah. things. It was like Captain <laughs> yeah, America, yeah, whatever, Avengers. Fuck. Um, but another like like it's and it I don't was know. when he started dating Jessica Biel too. Oh wow! So it was it was just like a really great. I mean, 119 cast members and everybody got along. Unheard of. We might have to do a part two, like just 90s. Well, the best stories. part is that we were literally all so well out of high school. That's I mean, I'm, I'm 24 playing yeah. a senior. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that was part of the the joke yes. because, you know, everybody would hire kids, you know, people like young adults who yes. are clearly out of <laughs> so that they, you know, to to play high school students because they didn't have to worry about child labor laws. Wow. Yeah. Uh, I love that movie. And um, we all had chicken cutlets to make. Everybody had to have big tits. <laughs> a different size of chicken cutlets. It was perfect. It was great. Um that was my nickname in middle school. Um, like I said, I was a fat kid. Um, um, uh, finders Keepers. I don't even know what that was. Cool. Uh, karate Dog. Oh, my God. <laughs> I only did that because my boyfriend at the time who had been on um, Jack and Jill with me was Simon Rex. And he was doing it. And he was in Canada. And so he asked if I, he asked the director if I could do it. And I, I went up there. That way I could be with him while he was shooting. Amazing. Yeah. That's love. All right, um, and the last one is uh, and because the director was, oh my god, um, Bob Natasha Leone. Is oh. it Bob Clark? Who oh. was, was it? Bob Clark that was the voice on uh, Christmas Story. Oh, I know. Um, I know. Yes, um, maybe Dire- director. It was the director of Christmas Story, and he was also the voice. 
of the narrator. Uh huh. Cool. Anyway, go on. <laughs> I might have just gotten the name wrong, but Bob uh, is right. Um, all right, we're going to close this out with a inside the actor studio ten questionnaire. I'm going to play James Lipton and give you the final ten questions at the end of Lipton's interviews. I'm going to play Lipton to get to know Jamie Presley right, a little this. bit more, and then we'll close this out. Thank you for being here. <laughs> Thanks I hope for you had having a good time. me. Had You're a great a beast. time. Um, <clears throat> welcome back to the show. I'm James Lipton here with Jamie Presley. <laughs> Jamie, what is your favorite word? Believe. What is your least favorite word? Can't. What turns you on? It can all drive. These, all these answers can be funny or not funny, and take. Your I, time. I, this is one of those things where being funny, I'd be like, mm, I need a. Um, hold on, I need a minute. Um, drive turns you on. The movie Drive with Ryan Gosling, or yeah, why not? Yeah. <laughs> Sure. By the way, I just did a, a couple scenes in the Barbie movie uh, opposite him and Margot. I get it. I looked into his eyes. We talked comedy for a minute. Hey, yeah. And I, uh, my sister was like, how hot is he? I was like, I'll be honest. If both of them proposed the idea of sex to me, not sure who I would have picked. I would have done both. <laughs> like, really? I mean, daggers. And Good I was Lord. just like, yeah. fuck, man. Gorgeous. Mm -hmm. Not fair. No. Um, what, what turns you off? Oh, bullies and assholes. Yes. What is your favorite curse word? Fuck. Like, do you hit the F hard or more of the CK finish through? Fuck! Yeah. Yeah. That's both. What sound or noise do you love? What sound of noise do I love? So sound or noise do you love? My children sleeping. Whoa, sweet answer. Because mm. it's quiet or they have adorable snores? it's quiet. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to hear anybody snoring. <laughs> Oh man, that's a deal breaker. Whew. Snoring. Can't do it. Fuck. Mm -mm. I know people that have separate rooms because of that. Yeah, I can't do that. I can't have sex with that. <laughs> you can't have someone who snores during sex? No, I can't. It's like. <laughs> I think most people would say that. Uh, during sex, yeah. But I mean, I have been with somebody before who snored at night and I'm like, this is, I can't. Yeah. Mm -mm. Turn off. Yeah. What sound or noise do you hate? Snoring. Yeah, perfect. Led right into that. Yeah. What profession other than your own would you like to attempt? Oh, trapeze artist. Whoa. Cool answer. Yeah. Back to your circus roots. Yeah. I mean, bearded lady, I've already done that. So. <laughs> Wait, but, so heights don't scare you? No, heights don't scare me. And really, I would just be an interior decorator. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck type. Fuck walking the tightrope. <laughs> what profession would you not like to do? Walking the tightrope. And if heaven exists, what would you like to hear God say when you arrive at the pearly gates? Fucking bout time. Oh, great answer. <laughs> Jamie Presley, um, I adore you. This was very cool. Feelings mutual. I appreciate you You making me. time. And you were such a gangster on set and so cool and like made me, you know, like same thing, like look up to like just a, a killer. And it was like, I was immediately like, oh man, I'm going to feel like I can do what I got to do here because... Uh, you There's so no welcoming. reason to intimidate people you're going to work with. You yeah. want everybody to feel like they're good at what they do and give positive reinforcement because yeah. people don't work well under fear. Yeah. You don't lead with fear. Yeah. And I'm trying to crush it so I can come back for more eps. Uh, I'm pretty Let's sure. You know you'll You know you'll come back. Who knows? We'll come back for third season and you will come back. Those shorts. I don't want to. You got to wear the shorts again. Wait, so you're saying you said you, you saw some, um, some uh, you saw the episode. I saw out. a bunch of it. Some ADR scenes. <laughs> Some ADR scenes. Okay, and it is so funny. Oh, good. It's so good. Yeah, yeah. You're going to love it. He saw, his, when he, we, he was like jabbing at me too at the bar, like, 
So funny. Like, just that dynamic of, like, older, douchey. See, and then- I didn't get to see that, and I didn't get to see the whole moment where you come up on the <laughs> stage and I see you. Oh, yeah, yeah. Mm-mm. We're giving this away. Yeah, okay. Uh, tune in, Fletch, Thursday nights on Fox. Uh, you're on the gram. You wanna- Next day on Hulu. Next day on Hulu. You're on the gram at Jamie Presley. Uh-huh. Um, and um, just... Look... You don't have a guest, have me come back. It, it means I get to escape from children for a little while. I got to come out to uh, North Carolina and do one. Yeah. Maybe like in your in the backyard with some uh, yeah. Southern bourbon and some, you know. That would be awesome because we can either do it, I, you know, we should do it at the house in Atlantic Beach. A thousand percent. A hundred percent. It would Done. be amazing. Done. You said a thousand, I said a hundred. I'm like, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I didn't mean that. Good night, everybody. Good night. <laughs> Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.